0: with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
1: When I run. You are God alone. From before time began, You are on Your throne. You are God alone. You are God alone. Listen again, You are God alone. From before time began, You are on Your throne. You are God. Sing it again. You are God alone. You are God alone. From before time began, You are on Your throne. You are God. Sing it again. You I got God alone. You are God alone. You are God alone. before time began. Oh, You are on Your throne. Wow. Oh <laughs> All in your holy life, and every eye will see Jesus, our God, great and mighty to be yeah. God of all days, God of. you angels smile before you you're beautiful, you're beautiful. indeed you're beautiful lord we thank you indeed you are the invisible one in our lives directing us ordering our steps in your word day in and day out father the unseen amongst us day in and day out by your influence it's felt in everything we do we feel your presence in everything we do in every decision we make we know you are with us lord yes you are the invisible one it is you we trust lord for our daily provision it is you we trust lord for our daily protection it is you we trust lord it is you we depend on lord almighty oh yes you are god alone you are god alone be enthroned on our praises be enthroned in our lives Be enthroned in our homes. Be enthroned in every environment we find ourselves in. Be enthroned, Lord, in our lives, Lord. We worship you this evening. We give you all the praise. And all the honor. In the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody make some noise. Make some noise. Amen. 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 If you are ready for the word, why don't you be on your feet? Let's welcome the ministry of reverend. Gilbert someone, our one and only, powerful,
0: Father of Fathers. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, indeed you are beautiful. You are altogether beautiful, glorious, wonderful to behold. Thank you that you dwell in unapproachable light, but by the blood by the blood, we can have access. And we are not coming as people groping at the entrance and struggling to get in. Through the blood of Jesus, through the veil, through the veil, we have entered into the very presence of glory. Father, we take it not lightly. We want to give you all the honor and all the praise that when the other entities thought this was impossible, for this fallen human race to ever be admitted and welcomed into the presence of God Father with one stroke of your pen you wrote off our debt you wrote it all off by the power of the blood of Jesus and you opened the door to your very presence that we can come in confidence and commune with you the source of all life and that when we come into your presence, we come alive. Because every fiber of our being is quickened by the life and the light that emanates from your presence. This, then, oh God, is our reason for being and our reason for rejoicing. Bless this word tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah and amen. We thank the Lord. God is good and all the time powerful. Jesus is anointed for you. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He says begins by saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And in this series, which of which today I believe in the course of 5 to 7, this is the last Tuesday. Hallelujah. Because feeding 5 to 7 ends on uh, coming Sunday. But one of the things which I don't want us to miss, I don't want us to miss the interrelationships among the Godhead and how they all play a role in our redemption. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes when we think of christ on the cross it's easy to love christ for laying his his life down for us hallelujah Amen. and and then it will seem like here is a very wicked father who is demanding such a high price but what you don't realize is that the three persons of the godhead they actually mutually indwell each other this is what we learned in you know in in the catechism they indwell each other so So when Christ was crying out, saying, my father, my father, um, why why have you forsaken me? Don't ever think that it's only the son who was in pain. Hallelujah. The father was also in pain. Because keep in mind that he's called his only begotten son. Very dear to him. Hallelujah. And And so what was ripping apart, that union between father and son, was being ripped apart by sin. And as the sin of the world was laid on Christ, it was inevitable that there, there had to be that breaking away. Hallelujah. Because Christ in the spirit was about to descend to hell. The place you and I were supposed to go to. And so I believe that as he was saying that the father was also weeping within him. Hallelujah. Look, in yesterday, Jesus prayed. The father, you can do all things. You can do everything. So if there's another way, do you think if there was another way, the father would not have done it? Amen and so so it's not that we have a a loving jesus and a wicked father no the love of god is unique and the love of god is it it it, it permeates the whole being of the godhead hallelujah and then also the holy spirit is the is the is the uh, epitome of the selfless one of course christ by willing to go to the cross right by willing to go to the cross and suffer for us of course you have to be selfless But the equation about the Holy Spirit is that the scripture says that he comes not to testify of himself. Hallelujah. So he's like the silent one present, but he he, he doesn't make himself loud. He's involved in the creation because the spirit covered over the chaos until the word of God came. Is that not so? And he's involved in the new creation first as the engineer, the architect of the incarnation. That through the spirit... The word became flesh in Mary's womb. Hallelujah. So you see that he was involved in the incarnation. And then he was involved in the ministry of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the ministry of Jesus, from the time Jesus began, as we went through the points, that when the Holy Spirit came on him, everything changed. Hallelujah. And so he transformed a common carpenter. But, but all along, the Bible said that his fame, his fame, whose fame? The fame of Christ. Is that not so? His fame, it says that um, Jesus is anointed for you, God the Father. Okay, let me see. When the fullness of time was come, all right? And the point number four is the point that speaks about everything changed. It says that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Acts 10 With the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Hallelujah. Now, so the point I'm trying to make is that, you see, because the Holy Spirit is invisible, it's easy not to notice that he's actually at work. Amen. And the Bible says that his fame went throughout the whole neighborhood. Whose fame? The fame of Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. But the one who was empowering him to do that was the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is is all totally okay with stepping in the back in the background and allowing the son to collect all the fame. Is that not so? And then after the resurrection also, you know, the Holy Spirit worked with the with the with the with the apostles as they went around doing the work. And Jesus already prophesied that when he is come, he shall not speak of himself. See, once again, you will see that. The three persons of the of the Trinity, they are they are working together for our redemption. And none of them seems to be in a hurry to collect the the, the fame or the praise. Hallelujah. Which is a model for us. It's a model for us. That don't be don't say that I did something with someone and they, they only mention the person's name. The Bible says the Holy Spirit, even though he is the architect and the power behind the work of the ministry, he's very quiet. That is why also. The Father and the Son, they also protect him. Like Jesus said that if you, he said you can say anything, even blaspheme against the Father and the Son. He said that you can be forgiven. But he said that if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, he said you cannot be forgiven. So in other words, as the Holy Spirit is the one that that is willing to take the the behind-the-scenes role, he's also the very sensitive one that you don't want to offend. And even when you offend him, all he does is the scripture says, do not grieve the spirit. He will withdraw. Hallelujah. But the father and the son will make sure they will deal with you. So you don't joke with the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? We are talking about the journey for our redemption. And how Jesus is anointed for you. Within the word anointed is the Holy Spirit buried. Amen. Amen. And so the whole experience of Christ coming and the Holy Spirit coming is a continuum. That is why somebody has written a book called, um, you know, Holy Spirit is Jesus Continued. Because when Christ left, he left the Spirit. But he told the people in John 14, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. As he was leaving, he was telling them, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. But you are leaving. Why are you saying you come to me? Because you are coming. He said, I will come to you in the person of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is actually... Is also introduced in Second Corinthians three eighteen as the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of what, that scripture that says, "Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." Hallelujah! Are you listening to me? So, so um, Jesus is anointed for you. I believe we've gone through all the points except maybe the last, but one. But um, Jesus is anointed for you from the time the Holy Spirit arrived. Miracles began to happen in Jesus's ministry. Mark chapter. Mark chapter 15 and verse 30. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Because the Holy Spirit was working with Jesus. Hallelujah. Alright? Now the last point is what I want to emphasize today. Jesus is anointed for you. Jesus Christ is anointed to shed his blood for you so that you can be saved. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ shed his blood for us through the help of the Holy Spirit. You see, I talked about how the three persons of the Trinity, they all coordinated and cooperated in the whole enterprise of our salvation. And keep in mind that what happened to Christ, the scripture says in Hebrews 13, it says that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Yes. His blood is an eternal blood. Yes. How is it that the blood of someone who died 2,000 years ago is still working today? Hallelujah. Yes. Are you listening to me? You see, our redemption is what? From the Father, okay? Through Christ, by the Spirit. So that, that, those are the... Those are the uh, 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 is, is that a proposition from is a preposition. is that also so from the father through christ by the spirit so 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 this is how this is a dynamic this is not this is not a historical relic you see as we talk about the we be being saved by the blood of christ uh, I, what i want you to get is that we are not looking at history of course it's a historical fact that christ came and died but we are not talking about a, a, a snapshot moment a screenshot moment in his we are talking about something dynamic that christ having saved that what is blood it is an ongoing thing hallelujah uh, the, the power of it is an ongoing thing, but how did that happen you are going to discover that holy spirit did not just participate in the incarnation he did not just participate in jesus in the ministry of preaching and healing as we just read but look at the surprising scripture we find in in, in hebrew chapter 9 hallelujah hebrew chapter 9 and um, I think we'll take it from verse 10. Hebrews 9 and verse 10. All right. Concerned only with foods and drinks, various washings and fleshly ordinances and imposed unto the time of reformation. Okay. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. Amen. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation. Okay, yeah, take a step back. You see, the book of Hebrews was written to people of Jewish background. It was written to believers who were Jews. That's why it's called Hebrews, right? And, and so, if you are a new covenant new testament believer in christ and you are not very familiar with the hebrew scriptures some of these references may not may not mean much to you hallelujah because you see keep in mind that moses when he was when he was uh with the with the with the Israelites in the in the uh, wilderness he was instructed to build a tabernacle is that not so and it was instructed, and then the bible said that god brought him in Sinai. god brought him to Sinai. And I believe Sinai was just like a portal. Hallelujah. Like, like Sinai was a touching point for, for God to reveal heaven to Moses. And his instructions were that build the tabernacle after the pattern of the heavenly one I am showing you. Amen. So what Moses received instruction to build, it was supposed to foreshadow and be a pattern of the true heavenly tabernacle. Amen. Moses was very great, but what he was doing was a copy of the original. Are you listening to me? But nevertheless, you don't joke with the tabernacle. You don't joke with the tabernacle because within the tabernacle were three compartments. One of which was what? Called the Holy of Holies. Which God promised them that when you put this there, I will come and dwell here. So much so that you only had the high priest going there once a year. And then, in the days of Isaiah, one King Uzziah, he was a very successful king, very progressive king. Very dynamic, very development-oriented, making reforms. Everybody was happy. He was bringing the people back to God, constructing roads and, 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 and church buildings and things. But then the scripture said that Uziah stepped into a role he was not supposed to. He, he, he entered into uh, the role of a priest. He entered into the tabernacle that he was not supposed to go. He was not ordained as a priest. And he was struck with leprosy. And he ended up dying. Amen. And that is what happened when Isaiah was mourning Uzziah in Isaiah chapter six. He was mourning Uzziah, and and that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord because Isaiah was a partner to Uzziah. He was looking to him to to do these reforms, and then Uzziah had suddenly died. But the point I'm making is that you don't joke with the tabernacle, and we are talking about a tabernacle made with hands, okay, which is not the original tabernacle but something that was shown to Moses as a a pattern. Hallelujah. Now look at this scripture. That Christ came as the high priest of the good things to come. So that in the book of Hebrews, one of the words you're going to keep seeing is better, better, better. Because there's a comparison between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Hallelujah. And inasmuch as the Old Testament was full of glory, and was full of so much aura, whereby they carried the ark and they are winning battles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Christ came, it's not just the servant of God that has appeared. It's the son of God that has appeared. It is God in the flesh. Amen. Amen. We are talking about a dynamic, redemptive process that you and I have been partnered and invited to partner in. And I want you to see that. When the last point, Can you read the last point again? Read the last point in, in this Jesus anointed for you. Because somehow I feel that as believers, we, we are not... We we are not too impressed with the blood of Christ. We are not too impressed with salvation. We are not too impressed with this whole idea of Christ dying on the cross. Because we don't know the implications of it. Read the last one for us.
1: Jesus is anointed for you. Yes. Jesus Christ is anointed to
0: shed his blood for you so that you can be saved. Hallelujah. He's anointed to shed his blood for you so that you can be saved. And the last part. Jesus Christ shed his
1: blood for us through the help of the eternal spirit. Hallelujah. He was anointed to shed his blood for you through the eternal spirit. Receive Jesus today.
0: Hallelujah. So you see, the point I'm making is the Holy Spirit, even when Christ was dying on the cross, this scripture, which we are going to get to very soon, is showing us that it was not just something physical. How is it that the blood of Christ on the cross, a blood of a a, a human being, can have so much, what's the word, efficacy, so much power? So much ability to make a difference. We are finding out in this passage, which we will get to the verse very soon, that it was through the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was even involved in the cross as well. Of course, later you see that he was involved in the resurrection too. Amen. And what we are saying is that what happened with Christ, it has a duplicative power. It has the ability to happen to us. That after we have placed our faith in Christ, that the Spirit has not stopped working. Hallelujah. God didn't just send Christ to come and die on the cross and he goes on vacation in Florida. No, that power of redemption and salvation is still active in us. Now, what we need to do is we need to believe it is real. Hallelujah. Because if you don't believe in what God has prescribed, like I was saying on Sunday, then we will begin to look for other things which may appear more powerful. Hallelujah. And so now, let's go to verse 12. Okay, hold on. He said, He came with a greater and more perfect tabernacle. The tabernacle, when Christ came, the tabernacle of God, okay, has descended from heaven to earth. The tabernacle now is his body. Amen. And then what? More perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation. Go, go to the next verse. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. So now, watch this. When Christ rose from the dead and he saw Maria Madalena in the garden. Do you get it? And Maria Madalena wanted to hold on to him. He said, don't hold on to me. For I am yet to ascend to my Father in heaven. My Father and your Father. Hallelujah. So it seems like, after the resurrection, it seems like the spiritual transaction that must happen. Okay? That, that, that spiritually speaking, the blood, you know, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, they had to... The high priest had to pour the blood on the mercy seat, which was kept in the Holy of Holies. So, the Ark of the Covenant is like a box, okay? Wood overlaid with what? With gold. And then on top, and then it had a cover, okay? It had a cover. I forgot what they call the cover. And so, you, it's covered. Within the Ark was the Ten Commandments, the rod of Aaron that budded fresh flowers. And then the third one was what? A pot of manna okay, all symbols of the presence of God. And then so it is covered. And then on top of the ark is what? Two statues of, uh, uh, of angels, cherubims, okay. So one here, one here. Do you get it? It is all metaphoric of the throne of God. Because if you read uh, uh, um, Revelation, you see that the throne of, and both Revelation and um, Ezekiel, you see that the throne of God, God is enthroned on the cherubim. Like, like these angels that are worshipping God, it's like in the vision of Ezekiel beneath the throne of God was the living beings hallelujah and so what God instructed Moses to build was to replicate the aura of heaven okay that these two cherub and the cherub represent the glory of God because when Adam and Eve seen, they were they were kicked out and they were kept from entering the garden by a cherub holding a flaming sword so that, that when you see the cherub is represents that where God's glory is hallelujah now where am i leading to so on the on the ark you have the two cherub, But then God says that you pour the blood of the animal sacrifice on the what? In between the two cherubs. And he said, there I will meet with you. But that blood was the blood of calves and goats. And if God honors the blood of calves and goats, so much so that people died one by mistake, they went there by mistake. Hallelujah. When somebody, well, the thing was in a truck and was trying to stabilize, uh, what's his name? Uzzah was killed right away. Look at the power and the the reverence that God will have for the blood of his son. Hallelujah. And that blood is on you. And it's on me. And look at it. So, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. We are talking about, we need to make make the blood a lot more than the way we've belittled it. Amen. Amen. Next verse. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit, so 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 the blood's power its efficacy, is ability to make a difference. It is through the Spirit. It, uh, it, it, the word "eternal" there is not by mistake, because because by using the word "eternal," there, it's not just that the, the Spirit is eternal, but that the eternal Spirit has made the blood of Christ have eternal power. No, no, it, it has qualified the blood and made the blood of Christ has an everlasting ability to help us. So it wasn't just the day you were you you, you were born again that the blood helps you. What I'm saying is that the whole thing is a dynamic ongoing activity that that is not just to wipe us away from our sins, yes, to begin with. Hallelujah. But then it also has the ability to purify us even from an evil conscience. Because even after your sins are forgiven, sometimes your conscience begins to plague you. Amen. Amen. And then not only that, That same power gives you the confidence to press on even against all odds because now after Christ has died and after Christ has resurrected and the blood has been presented in the heavenly sanctuary, what case at all can someone bring against you? Look, in this country, the highest court is the Supreme Court. Once a matter is settled at the Supreme Court, uh, it's over. You can't do anything about it unless another Supreme Court sitting overrules their own whatever. Are you there? And so the highest court in the universe is the court of what? God. And in the court of God, God says they are forgiven. And when Satan sneaks in to try to accuse you, it doesn't work anymore because of the blood. Because if God said, look, Satan, don't waste your time. If I was able to hide the sins of people by the blood of animals, now my own son's blood is on them. Hallelujah. You see, this is how we should see our salvation. Amen. So now it says that through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God. Cleanse your conscience from that word to serve the living God. Hallelujah. So now a few things that I want to just as we, we, we wind down, I want to emphasize. Jesus is anointed for you. The Holy Spirit played a powerful role all the way through the death on the cross and even the resurrection. Our salvation is from the Father through Christ by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And now, the benefits of our salvation, of course, the breaking away from eternal damnation is something major we shouldn't be Look at Ephesians 1, verse 7 to 8. Ephesians 1, 7 to 8. Ephesians and Colossians are known as the prison letters. Paul was in prison in Rome. Um, He had been imprisoned by Nero. Amen. And he was writing... When Satan thought that he has ended the man's ministry you see that's the other thing the whole world the, 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 the course of events for a person working with God you need to see through you see it through the prism of the three-day journey Christ took from, the, the, from from Good Friday to Sunday hallelujah the one the whole world became dark and it seemed like God has lost it seemed like it's, it's like, it's like a, 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 the Black panther you know it, it, it got to a point that the brother the the the, um, the, the cousin right he, he seemed to have won as a matter of fact I, I i actually i actually thought that that was the end of it and my kids were telling me daddy, if it ends this way then what, what's the point of the movie it cannot happen that way but the way that it was so real that look because i saw the guy pushed down over and there's no there's there's nothing that shows that he's going to survive and 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 you see this, this whole thing about the journey of Christ, the passion of Christ, from the time he was arrested to the time he, he resurrects, that's the pattern for our lives. Yeah. That you come to moments of gloom and it's like there's no hope, okay? That, that, that is the mistake the devil makes. Because he doesn't know that God has a wild card. Yeah. Jesus is anointed for you. Yeah. God has a wild card that he's, he's, he's going to bring it out at the moment that the devil thinks he's rejoicing. Are you listening to me? Okay? Now look at this. The forgiveness of sins, okay? I, I think I was reading Ephesians 1. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, okay? Let's add verse 7. Which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. So we have the forgiveness of sins by the what? By the... Through, we, we have what? Redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's go look at this scripture in Colossians. Ephesians and Colossians. Satan thought he had ended Paul's ministry. But from prison, God was still using his prison time. The books that he's, he's written from these books, these books have outlasted even the churches he planted. Because these cities were in Asia Manor, which is present-day Turkey. And as it has been overrun by the... The Ottoman text and has become a Muslim place. Hallelujah. What, don't ever belittle what God is doing. Sometimes you may find yourself in a type of prison. A, a, a type of like you are restricted. But if you continue to trust in God and commit your ways to God, God can still use that time time that it seems like that's the end of your life. God can still use it to make a difference. Because out of prison, he's writing these letters. Let's look at Colossians. Colossians 1. And uh, maybe we'll take it from verse 10. Okay. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. So ho- hold on. So you see, one of the things that is a mystery is that when Paul was writing these things, I don't know what age uh, we know that he died probably around 64 AD, right? I don't know what age he was at the time of his death. But I can see that he was battle run down. His ministry and travels had made him weak and very. You know. In fact, in some place, when he was writing, he told the people, Look how large my writing is. It's like it's like perhaps either the place was dark or his hand was moving like this. And so he wrote a lot of these letters in weakness. Hallelujah. We are talking about the God who is able to emerge out of weakness and let you win, even in your weakness. Because when we submit our weakness and we submit our 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 failings, and we submit our darkness to God, okay, God uses it and rather glorifies himself, because when that happens, when that happens, you and I have nothing to boast about, because we know that we didn't do it. And then he also surprises the devil that look. I'm sure, like what happened in that uh, uh, movie the Omega Code, or or is it the other one? And the end, in the end, the Antichrist went on his knees and said, Nazarene! You are Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Look at it. So, we are strengthened with all might. Because if we are talking about a journey here, we are not just talking. God. You see, if you got born again today, and the next day you die, then you, you, you forfeit or you, you dodge all the hardness of this life. Is that not so? People that you left behind are going to be crying, of course. You're going to miss you. You're going to be crying. But you yourself, you are in glory. Every person who has died, like a a man of God whose wife died, and and he he had been on the road preaching. Do you get it? And he begged the Lord, Lord, I couldn't even say farewell to my wife. And so he begged the Lord, I need to see her. I, I need to I need to talk to her again. And so and so he traveled all the way back, and the Lord let the wife wake up, and and then and then she told him. He said, who's his name? Uh, I think it was Braham. He said, Braham, heaven, you preached about it. You talked about it. But it is far more glorious than you can ever imagine. Why did you call me back? He said, sweetheart, I needed to talk to you again. And so for a brief moment, and then she went back. Hallelujah. This is what happened. But then the reality for the majority of people is that you, you are here. You are saved. You are here. And, and, and you, are, you, are, you are berated by all kinds of things from the left and from the right. And therefore these scriptures come alive that we should be strengthened with all might. Why is a prisoner writing this word? Because he's not looking just at the temporal realm. He's looking at the eternal spirit which saved him through the blood of Christ that still has what? Relevance for his current state. Amen. Look at it. strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. The glorious power of Christ. For all patience and long suffering with joy. You see, a lot of paradoxes here. Long suffering and joy are appearing in the same sentence. Our life is often full of long suffering. Amen. How can you introduce the word joy in a sentence with long suffering? Unless you are walking in the spirit. Unless you are looking at life beyond what the physical is looking at. The temporal order. Okay? The physical word is, is what? It's just temporal. Hallelujah. So, okay, let's continue. Giving thanks to the Father. Giving thanks to the Father. One of the the signs that you are in faith. Because we said that Jesus is anointed for you through the Spirit, He offered His blood to save you. Okay. Now, one of the signs that you actually believe it is you are always thanking God. When you are out of faith, when you are not in faith, when you're in unbelief, you are often murmuring and complaining. That is the thing that God got offended in the wilderness that made him cut off a whole generation of Israelites, they couldn't enter the land. But if we what? Give thanks, and the thanksgiving comes right after long suffering. How can you give thanks in the period? Long suffering is a is a very long word. Long suffering. Amen. Long suffering. And then after long suffering, then joy. And then joy, giving thanks. Look, th- there's a co-worker who is always uh, smiling. And whenever you ask him, how are you doing? He said, I'm blessed and highly favored. And he, he ha- always has something positive to say. One day, I saw somebody uh, in the hallway as he said that to somebody. The person got upset and said, look, <laughs> you, 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 you think you can spread your joy everywhere? Not all of us are happy. <laughs> okay? Not all of us are happy. <laughs> he was very upset. But if you have... If you have something that makes a dif- something beyond the physical, you would be able to still be joyful and, and give thanks. Hallelujah. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers. You see, by the blood, we are partakers of the inheritance. Have you ever gone to a... I don't want to say it too much because it's way too soon. Somebody attended an event that... You have you been somewhere that you didn't have a... didn't seem like they didn't know you. And, and, and you you think you, you, you were invited, but you have to struggle to find a place to, to sit. Yeah, yeah. Amen. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. But now we are partakers of what? The inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 12. He has... He has, Yeah, 30. He has delivered us. You see, what we are talking about, we are... We, we, the point was what? He has saved us by his blood. Is that not so? So, you see, we, we don't think much about it, but what does the salvation that He has delivered us from the power of darkness. There is a power of darkness that ruled the universe, but we've been delivered from it. Darkness has no hold and power over you. And conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Darkness doesn't have power over you. You see, when you rule over a people, like for instance, If you are a United States government, you cannot put taxes on people who live in Zimbabwe. Can you? Because they are not in your domain of ruling. Hallelujah. So if we are not part of the kingdom of darkness, they cannot make demands of us. We have to actually believe this. Neither can they come for our life. Amen. 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 So being delivered from the power of darkness means that darkness cannot dictate to you. Cannot force you to do something. Cannot make demands of you. You don't belong to the power of darkness. Therefore, you don't have to yield to the power of darkness. You have to. If a Zimbabwean decides to migrate to America, then immediately you have to file taxes. Amen. But as long as you are not here, they cannot say, why didn't you file taxes? Because you are not part of this kingdom. All right? Let's add verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at one last scripture. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14 to 16. Hebrews 4 and 14 to 16. We are, we are exalting our redemption. We are magnifying our redemption because the, the power of the blood of Christ is going to be needed. The power of his, of his resurrection is going to be needed in all the cycles of three-day journeys. Why am I saying three-day journey? Because life seems to be about you go through a crisis, there seems like there's no hope. God brings you out. So Saturday and then Sunday resurrection, you are out. And then Satan finds another thing to cross you. Do You get it. If you don't tune your mind and look, we are winning no matter what. We are winning because the Bible said Christ is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. So that everything you are going through, none of them is a surprise to God. Neither is there a challenge that is higher than God. If somebody who was dead for four days, Christ could raise him up. There is no challenge that you have that God cannot reach. Hallelujah. And so no matter what the thing looks, let us not let what the thing looks dictate to us what our mood should be. In fact, let us now use the word of God and confess that this thing is not going to be my end. I am coming out. Say, I am coming out. I am coming coming out. I'm coming out in Jesus' name. Because Jesus is anointed for me. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, okay, who has passed through the heavens. You see, the physical high priest, they passed through the physical tabernacle. From the outer court, they passed through the what? Holy place. And then from the holy place, they passed through the Holy of Holies. It was something built with hands. But our high priest passed through what? The heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Confession here doesn't mean like confessing your sin, saying, but what we say with our mouth. What we say about salvation, let us hold fast to it. Why? Because there will come a time, something will tell you, where is their God? Where is your God? But we need to hold fast. Hallelujah. Hold fast means, like, don't let it slip away. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. That's the good news. That he has become human, so he knows how we feel. One day, Jesus came from the mountain, and he saw a a man with his son. And he said, look, I brought my son to to uh, your disciples to heal him. He, 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 he's suffering from an epilepsy and he, he falls into the fire and he falls into the, the water. And, the, and then, um, and as he kept on talking, Jesus asked him a question. And then, he, the more he talked, the more unbelief he has. And Jesus realized that he had unbelief. But then, uh, the, the Jesus said, you believe. Then he said, He said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. So, in one instant, he believes. The next moment, is unbelieving he said i believe have my own belief so even when our faith is weak i don't think i don't think god is looking at the size of our faith. i think with a little faith god still listens to us i believe that because if it is just left to our natural faith we won't get anywhere but now the faith of christ in us because he is no one who does no one sympathize with our weakness for me it's very encouraging i don't know whether you have any weaknesses do you have any weaknesses sometimes yeah. Because this thing then becomes the source of you surviving, not based on There's no superhuman beings in the kingdom. The only superhuman one is Christ. But But Christ in us is what makes us confident. Hallelujah. So he's able to sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are. He was in all points tempted as we are. So that if you've ever been tempted, and you felt so weak, and you almost got into trouble, Christ has been there. Except that yet without sin. Hallelujah. Last verse. Let us therefore come where? How? Boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Rise up to your feet. Begin to thank God for your salvation. Thank God for the power of Christ and his cross that still works in us. And as we get ready to bring him an offering. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We love you Jesus. We adore you, most glorious one. We appreciate you, Lord. thank you so much. Lord, we bring to you, Lord, our offerings. We give from the bottom of our heart, we give, believing that as we give, O oh Lord, honor shall be brought to your name. Lord, may you multiply our seed, let it bear fruit in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen.